Kia ora, hello, and welcome to the Creative Matters podcast, where we talk to new, emerging and experienced artists from around New Zealand about their creative journey, their art practice and process. I'm Mandy Yarkic. To celebrate 50 episodes, my son Brody has created some new intro music for you to enjoy. I hope you like it. And I want to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for listening and for your support on this new and exciting journey of podcasting. I have met 50 incredible New Zealanders who have enriched my life so much, and I hope their stories have had the same effect on you. This week I talked to Lucy Melville. She is a painter, creative entrepreneur, business coach and mum based in Mount Maunganui, Aotearoa, New Zealand. I guess this really is um, taking the stuff I loved from my corporate life and combining it with the thing I love in my art life and the thing I loved about my corporate role and, you know, I managed a team in the end for a number of years, managed a business and a big consultancy. But the thing I liked about that was really helping others grow. Lucy's work centers around energetic geometric shapes with strong, vibrant color. Her latest work features some of the most stunning birds found on earth combined with shape and contrasting color to reflect their spiritual meaning. As well as managing a busy full-time art practice, Lucy is on a mission to help artists learn the skills to share and sell their art with confidence, combining the key business skills she learned in her 15-year corporate career and experience from building her own art business over the last five years. Her Unleash Your Art membership program, one-to-one business coaching and artist courses are designed to support artists to learn the skills to enable them to share and sell their art with confidence. This episode will be especially interesting for artists who are looking for support managing the business side of their art practice. Lucy and I have a great chat about how her corporate career has informed her approach to her art practice and creative business how a head injury changed her attitude to her life and work, and the ways geometric shape and form inspire her so much. You can see her stunning work on our blog at creativematters.co.nz, and if you want to learn more about her Unleash Your Art program and see more of her work, check out her website, lucymalville.com. Calling Lucy in Mount Maunganui. Hi Lucy, how are you? Hi, Maddie. I'm so good. So great to be here. Yeah, it's so lovely to meet you finally after observing all these amazing things that you do on social media. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now it's awesome to be here to chat with you today. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. I know you were born in England. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Yeah, so I was born in England, moved here when I was, just before I was one. So I've lived most of my life in New Zealand. So my mom was is English. Um, my dad is a Kiwi. And so we came over, yeah, back in 86 and, yeah, had a great childhood. I was lucky to be, I guess, guided and inspired by my grandmother who loved art. She did gorgeous watercolours and pastels and just was somebody who really just took joy in creating in lots of different ways. So she also did amazing ceramics, something I've tried, but I'm terrible at. Um, But yeah, she was really clever and just really, she kind of showed me what it was just to kind of have the joy of creating. Mm. So very much inspired by that growing up. Yeah. That sounds good. I was the same actually. I had a grandmother who inspired me hugely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a child, were you sort of making and creating, do you think, or did, was that something that came a bit later? I I loved art, yeah. I did art all through school, so I, you know, I chose the, um, to do all the art boards and those of you watching who did bursary, you know, bursary art and photography and all those things, spending countless hours putting together your art boards for, you know, for marking and no, I really loved that. And it was something I, you know, I was, a, I love PE and I love my sport, but I love my art and they were my two loves. Um, and so, you know, I dropped maths as soon as I possibly could um, <laughs> and, and picked up the artistic subjects when I was able. 
um, yeah, and I, I did that all the way through to finishing school. Oh, wow. And then leaving yeah. school, were you sort of looking for a creative artistic career? I always wanted to be an artist one day, but I was in this, I really struggled leaving because I felt that there was a lot of pressure to go to university and I wasn't convinced that it was for me. Um, and my dad desperately wanted me to go and I was like, well, I don't know what I wanted to do. And he's like, well, why don't you just do something you love, art? And, you know, for me, I didn't want to spend that money and spend that time doing something because just because I loved it. I wanted, if I, for me, if I wanted to go to uni, I really wanted to get some skills out of it that I felt were going to benefit me really well in that period of my life. And as much as, you know, I would have been creating for me, I was like, I want to learn a little bit more about life and business. And I want to understand a little bit more outside of that space. So I didn't know what that meant so far as uni, you know, I, I wasn't, it wasn't appealing for me just to go down a, a general business route. So I did the thing my parents dreaded and I went traveling and I said, I'm not, you know, I went at the age of 18 and didn't come home until just before my 22nd birthday. So to the horror of them, but I just did an early OE and I loved it. And, um, and it gave me time to kind of sit in a bit of experience outside of life and figure out, okay, if you are going to be working and, you know, making money from something, you know, and it's not art right now, what what do you think it should be? And I just met lots of people doing different things and I picked up random jobs along the way. I mean, I think I started in London as a lifeguard going around all the pools and working in a pub and um then I found I got bored into the recruitment agency who I was lifeguarding for and I started to move up there and then I ultimately met a lady working for a com- another company um who we were looking after managing a body corporate for a big block of flats and um she was a quantity surveyor and she was basically managing the financials of these renovations that they were doing and I'd never heard of this um you know vocation before and I was like well what do, what do you do and she's like well I'm not an architect I'm not a I'm not a builder I'm somebody who looks at the money but has to quantify what goes into a, a design and I was like I hate math why is this interesting to me <laughs> and it was really weird it was like the first thing I've heard somebody talk to me about where I was like I don't know why but this sounds interesting for me mm. um and I still don't really understand why that was, but it was, um, I was also probably a little bit tactical. I didn't want to, after working full-time for a few years and making money as a young person, I didn't really want to go full-time back to university. And I was like, well, I also want to do something I can study in the evenings while I'm working. So I don't have debt. And I was really, um, quite practical about that. I wanted that to be an outcome that I could get from, you know, a career that would allow me to move move through the ranks and make good money over over time. And that was at the time kind of my driver alongside being interested in this. And it just so happened that they you only needed to do a diploma at night to get a job starting in this. And so that's what I did. I came home and I started doing a diploma in the evenings as I while working. Mm. Um and so it's perhaps not hugely inspirational around like I just, you know, I was like I loved what I, you know, I just was hugely passionate about this about this and therefore I wanted to study it. But it was something that I was I was definitely intrigued by and it just mm. ticked lots of other boxes. So I felt that that was a sign. Um, and I went down that route for, you know, when was that? That was 2006 um I studied and then you know that was up until last year so I had a long career doing this um Mm. over that time yeah it's amazing Um, I mean you must have known you must have had a you know some sort of insight because it's obviously kind of worked out for you hasn't it well I think it's interesting now looking back because like I say I didn't like math and a lot of it is mathematical you know what, what I did in that role was you know, review a design, an architectural design and quantify how much it's going to cost to build it. And so it was very mathematical, but I think what I liked about it, it was quite strategic as well. And you had to think about the gaps and what might be missing. And 
how is it going to come together? And I realized that something as along with what I liked about art, I, w- I also like problem solving and I really like, um, you know, I'm a, I like, you know, the strategic side of doing things. Mm. And so I think that really appealed to me mm. in that, you know, in that role. And also so, feeling that uh, using maths in a way that was so much more practical and sort of made sense. You know, I always used to find yes, maths at yeah. school was just this, crazy stuff in the sky that I had no idea how it could ever be relevant you know stuff like trigonometry and you know all that crazy stuff so um, I guess you know when you when you can see maths in a a practical sort of environment and it makes sense to what you're doing it kind of it just makes more sense overall yeah that's actually a really good point I hadn't thought of it like that but I think you're right I think when you apply it in a way that's you know you know I, I I've always been intrigued by buildings so that's probably it was applied in a way and something I was interested in so yeah I think you're right it was it was presented in a different package and mm. it was appealing all of a sudden <laughs> um and so yeah I I did a bit of painting after school um I actually put on a little exhibition before I left London to pay for my ticket. I um, painted, I don't know, 15, 20 paintings and put them up at the local yacht club for an, you know, a little exhibition and, and got my $1,500 to go to, to go to London. So that, you know, I was, mm. I guess, a little bit entrepreneurial then around the way I did things. And I, I like to go about things in a different way. You know, I didn't want to kind of just go, Oh, you need to do this next, even mm. if it didn't feel right. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I came back from London, studied this, had, you know, started to get, you know, move up the ladder and get very invested in that, you know, corporate, you know, life and which has its good things, but it certainly has its things that aren't, so appealing um you know burnout and um you know I started to be I think what happened I started to become focused on the wrong things you know Mm. it started to become about the next promotion and the next uh pay rise and how can I you know it became about the stuff that you know looking back that stuff shouldn't matter first you know what I mean that that stuff's great if it comes as a byproduct of doing something you love but I think I was driven in the wrong way around and I think although I enjoyed my job, I started to really lose sense of who I was a bit and I stopped painting as much. And I had a, you know, a long period where I didn't paint at all. So probably about, oh, how many years in was it? It was in 2016. So 10 years into my career, I was in the space of being quite anxious, you know, being I turned into somebody who was busy to perhaps ignore everything else going on in my life you know it was this go 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 attitude and um you know I started to get really accident prone which is you know those who know me will laugh because they're like you're always clumsy but it was on another level you know it was Mm -hmm. kind of you know I was doing silly things where I put put a barbell I was doing crossfit and threw a barbell up put my you know, my teeth went through my lip and I shattered my teeth. And oh, my God. It was kind of rushing from work to CrossFit and trying to pack all this life stuff in in a way that wasn't present, you know, and, and I was, I'd lost that element of being present and finding that joy in that. Yeah. So, yeah, basically I was in the space of starting to have these accidents and then a major incident happened Um playing ultimate frisbee believe it or not so basically I was playing ultimate frisbee with my work colleagues who I loved we we did lots of things like this together we had a great time and um me being the ultra competitive person I still am competitive but it's probably died down a bit since this um went for an intercept and collided with one of my good friends and good work colleagues who is six foot four and much much heavier than me and um, I basically rebounded off his shoulder and had a really, really bad whiplash and a head knock, head knock that at the time we weren't really sure what it meant. But over the, I guess to cut a long saga short, over the progression of those next two weeks, I started to um, break down. I couldn't talk anymore. I um, had major concussion and um everything in my life had to get put on hold really oh my god yeah that's a huge thing to go through 
Yeah, it was really scary. It was oh. um, frightening. I lost, you know, you don't, you don't, when you're young and you're kind of running around like this, you don't think about the, those things happening to you. And so I had this really big injury that, you know, doctors were like, well, look, concussions, we, there's no answer. We don't know when you'll get better. We don't know if you'll get better. And, you know, you likely will improve, but we can't tell you how or when. So it was, I have never been very patient. You know, I, I got into the space of go, go, go. Patients took a back seat. And it was it was kind of in my mind the universe waking me up and saying, you know, I'd even got into a marriage that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't fulfilled in and I wasn't happy in because I'd, I'd lost myself along the way. So mm-hmm. over the course of that period, it was major um, for me. I It was probably three months of recovery. Um, but I, I talk about this as a real, I always talk about this because for me, this is where my life kind of started again. Um, so for me, it's a very important, significant event mm. that's happened in my life. And it's, yeah. it, it threw me on a completely different trajectory. Mm, wow, that's incredible. And, you know, I mean, I guess you learned so much about yourself through that whole recovery phase. Yeah. And so how, yeah. how did you get out of it or what did you have to do to, to move through that, that period? Well, it was, I guess it was a combination of things really. I think there was a acceptance period where I wasn't accepting it and I think that didn't help anything. It was that, you know, I wasn't letting it just be how it had to be for a while and then there was a period where I acknowledged it and um, – spent a lot of time just lying on my back because really there was nothing else I could do. I couldn't socially, I had no ability to be around people without crying. Um, I lost all, um, you know, emotional, social, you know, verbal skills. I couldn't lift my head above kind of waist height because of the, you know, I couldn't move my head past this because of the balance that I'd lost in my ears. Um, And it was, I was basically being forced to just stop and, I, I feel consider where where I was and um the only time I really started making true progress was when a friend of mine who's you know very much on a spiritual journey and um her dad's an energy healer um Reiki some people know it as and she said look she saw me immediately and she said I think you would really benefit from talking to my dad and I was kind of like what's this all about you know it sounds all a bit you know hoodoo voodoo And um, this experience started um, essentially allowing me to tap into where I'd got to before the injury and to start to think about where I was energetically Mm. and actually also start to be aware of my energy. And I hadn't hadn't tapped into that or perhaps been aware of that for far too long. So um, that was when I started to make progress. So I started to actually come out of it once I started to be in tune with where I was um the things that I had been burying and the things that are perhaps I've been ignoring and just figuring out ways to stop trying to find happiness and all the things around me and start mm. to try and find it within and so that 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 led to some confronting things um you know initially I thought it was all work and you know I say I got caught up in the corporate thing I I loved work in lots of ways I worked with amazing people and you know I really did love it um but I was doing too much you know trying to do too much all the time Mm. and sometimes too much is you don't get as much done if you do if you do a bit less you know if you know what I mean you can actually get more out of it yeah absolutely oh my goodness that's a massive thing to go through and so um did you you know when you were starting to feel better did you start to come back to your art at that point yeah so I guess I'm trying to think when I did my first painting um it's on our wall actually in our bedroom wall because it's so significant for me but it's um yeah over those three months I kind of focused on getting better and then you know getting back into work and then you know reassessing what was in my life and um come the end of that year six months later unfortunately my relationship ended um you know it was sad but it was the right thing and Mm. it's something I don't regret it starting or ending the relationship but it was part of the journey yeah um and I started painting around that time as well Mm. and so it was kind of like hitting the crumbling point of rock bottom and from that you start to rediscover things I think and so that's when the painting started 
Mm. And were you actually thinking, you know, maybe painting would be good for me, good for my healing, or Mm. were you feeling like I actually just need to go back to that place? You know, did it have that sort of feeling for you? It was it's interesting how it worked because I I I basically went away to a women's retreat in Pihar on my own for a week because I'd hit this horrendous place where I just wanted to escape everything. So I turned all of my comms off and I just essentially escaped to this place. And I was like, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to take a canvas and, and paint. And that was really the, you know, I'll see what I feel like doing when I get there. There was nothing more to it than that. Mm. And it just so happened I put the easel up with the canvas and I painted this piece in like three or four hours. It just came out of me. And it was, you know, and it was very abstract. This is nothing really like what I'm doing now. But it was very, um, I had actually tried to do a few pieces before that point that came out, you know, pretty horrible and pretty dark. And I think it was all a reflection of where I was at. But this piece just had this um, lightness to it and this, I guess, what kind of, for me, it just represented kind of the new start for mm, me. Yeah. Yeah. How incredible. And so was that um, was that the beginning of, you know, you being an artist or thinking of yourself as an artist? And is that when you kind of let the corporate life go and sort of focus solely on your art? Well, what I did was I essentially, after that, I was like, what is this? You know, it had been 10 years probably since I'd painted until that period, a long time. And um, I just started, the geometry started to come to me. And so, um, you know, you know, you've seen my art and those perhaps watching you have um, will know that that's a very strong influence for me. I'm really inspired by shape. Um, I see certain things in my head in shape form and you know I use that a lot and so I started to get this inspiration for this very heavy geometric shape like work so basically I started with this very and I guess it had that really mathematical feeling to it you know it was it probably was very influenced about where I've been but I started to use a lot of I, I used tonal difference to create a 3d effect and that was really the theme of that series I did and I just started and I was like three or four paintings and I thought why don't I just do an exhibition I've never done a proper one okay no one really knows that I do art per se but why not wow that's that entrepreneurial way again coming through yeah I, I I guess I've always been someone who kind of goes well I don't really see why anyone else should define how or when I do things. Mm. Um, Mm. It's kind of all in your own control. And for me at that point, putting on an exhibition was kind of to be a celebration of the journey I'd been through really. It's been such a traumatic time over that year. It was a big, um, I wanted to show people what had come from that in a positive light. You know, for me, it was a really, positive thing that had um come out of you know a pretty horrible time Mm, absolutely and and was that suspicion mostly it was all geometric work at that time yeah it was a my new beginning series and I I knew it was polarizing you know it is polarizing it's very strong that series it was um I I loved it I love I love color it's very bright it's very bold um but I, I did it, you know, I decided I'd just do it properly in a way that I was like, well, I am, I believe I'm an artist. So I'm going to put prices on it that I think I'm worth so far as my time and the energy into it. And I'm going mm. to put it on like a proper night. And I have no expectation of what might come from it financially, mm. but I'm just going to live it and believe it as if this is something worthwhile doing this way. Mm. And, but with the main message being, I want to show everyone I know kind of what, what's come out of life for me in the last year yeah and where did you and so, where did you have that exhibition Lucy I hired the thievery studio on K Road mm-hmm. and so I probably invested about three thousand dollars into the night I was lucky I was earning well at that point so for me it was a you know that was something I was willing to do because it was you know whether I sold anything or not to cover that mm-hmm. it didn't matter for me um because it was the the, the point of everything was the important thing yeah um so yeah and I just kind of shamelessly invited everyone I knew you know I I invited everyone I knew at work all the directors I work with and every friend and family and 
it was which is scary because you know on the night you're sitting up and going what the hell am I doing yeah <laughs> um, very brave <laughs> yeah. yeah and I guess you know I'm someone who's kind of always active in that way of going it feels good I'll, I'll do it and then I have moments come close to the time going oh my god do you realize what you're doing yeah. um but it was a huge success in lots of ways, you know, like people, it was a beautiful evening to connect with everyone I knew and have a nice glass of wine. Um, I made more than $20,000 in a night. Wow. It was, and that wasn't expected, mm. but it, what it did do is from the back of that, which I wasn't necessarily expecting, it gave me confidence to, to really believe that perhaps this was the time when that artistic career I'd always said would happen. Yeah. It was like that moment where I was mm. like, okay, this mm. is like everything that's happened has led me to this point. Yeah, totally. And how appropriate that your exhibition was called New Beginnings. I mean, it was just yeah. the beginning of yeah. your new life, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. And that's that was really the simplicity of the meaning behind it. It was, you know, for me, all those paintings told a story of something I'd gone through in that year after my separation and still still really recovering from the head injury and um and so there was a lot of meaning in everything that had come out of those paintings and yeah the new beginnings it really was reflective of kind of a new life that was coming coming mm. to the forefront yeah totally how incredible and um yeah. you know so I mean that's just such an interesting amazing journey and and good on you for sort of grabbing the ball by the horns and and you know realizing your dream I guess in a way but it's so yeah. interesting now where you are that you know all the things that have come before have have so much informed what you're doing as a sort of entrepreneur and as a small business owner and as yeah. an artist you know it's like it's like a lovely culmination of of all the things that you've experienced through your adult adult life I guess yeah, very much so. I think, you know, I don't, I love the fact that I've gone about it the way I have because my career, you know, a few weeks after that exhibition, I went part-time. So I told my bosses um, I wanted to go down to 28 hours a week, which was very unheard of to do that if you weren't a mother, you know, if you, it's a good reason if you'd had kids, but not for a hobby. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that was a bit of a like, oh, okay, but they were all for it. Mm. Um, and that was me kind of making that first next step towards realizing, okay, let's just take it slowly, but let's see what you you might be able to build both in your own well-being and mm. you know mental space. Do a bit less at work, and that you know, ironically, the less I did at work around that, and the more I actually sat back a bit and just sat in what felt good because that's what I'd obviously learned through that period is around being in tune and being in a you know place of you know, a, a nice frequency, you know, of energy and it, and it, you know, I kept getting promoted and more money. It would, it never come so easy than mm. after all of this. And I was doing less and it would, that's not to say I was doing less so far as caring less, but I think I was so much more in tune with myself. Yeah. I had this balance mm. reformed, you know, it was quite amazing. Mm. Um. And, yeah, I think what I started to realise that having a dream and doing something you loved and, you know, I loved lots of things about my job was really about the essence of why we're here, you know, like why why else be here? Mm. Do the things you love most and everything else comes. Yeah, know? and sometimes but having, I, having an accident or, you know, a traumatic moment, you know, so mm. many people I've spoken to on this podcast have had moments like yeah, right. that where that's just yeah. been is you know, kind of reset in a way. It is interesting. Same thing with, you know, those artists I've spoken with over the last few years and same thing, you know, whether it's emotional, physical um, trauma, it's really a driver to create. Yeah. It's great, but in a way it's a shame that it's it's only, you know, that we all feel like we need something to happen to make us kind of make that mental shift. Yeah. Like why yeah. can't we just be open to it from the beginning? You know. Oh, I, I agree. And it's interesting that that thought because, you know, I, I knew I'd always get to this point at some point, but it is interesting reflecting on whether when it might have happened or how your life could have turned out if that, that event in particular didn't happen. I mean, I, I kind of believe if you're already in that place for that to happen, it's probably going to shake you out at some point. 
but yeah. um yeah, it is a fascinating mm, thought that's really interesting isn't it so if we go on to um talking about your actual um art practice lucy yeah and so you've talked a little bit about your geometric works which um yeah uh, not so much the entire focus, but still very much make an appearance in all the work that you do, really, doesn't it? And now, obviously, you have other series that have come along, like the Small Small But Mighty series, yes, which I yes. love, and uh, also Light and Flight. So you've introduced birds into your geometric world. Can you describe for somebody who doesn't know your work what um, what your current work is like? Yes, I can. So, yeah, you're right. I uh, the next ex- the next year I started to move into the bird space, if you will. So I've kind of become a bit of a bird lady. Um, and you know it, that sounds like a big leap going from this heavy, you know, geometric style to to the birds. But for those who have seen or will look at um, my work, you'll see that there's still the influence. So I do. Um, it's interesting. I just found an old art book yesterday where I looked at some of my 18 year old work and there's shape there too so it's it's interesting I thought it was a new thing but it's not I um I clearly have a real interest or a real resonance to shape Mm. and I see for me when I see a scene or if I see a bird on a tree I often see the bird in its form but I see the tree it's on perhaps in shape and so that's how that's kind of evolved in Mm. my work yeah um and basically I now have a combination of sometimes softer geometry. Um, I still do move between the harder lines um, and and the the softer shape, but I do, um, yeah. But it's 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 still very much there, and it's incorporated in a way that really complements the bird, you know, mm. depending on its spiritual meaning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It really yeah. does. And it's I, I love the sort of softness of the feathers um and the and the birds with that sort of like you say, the hard yeah. lines. It just it, and it gives it sort of a slight sort of modern contemporary feel, I guess. It's it's like you take a lot of artists paint birds, but you're taking it to quite a sort of unique place with that sort of connection with the geometry or the geometric shapes as well. And so you quite often work on circles, yeah. but not necessarily. And, and your color palette, I mean, it's just so beautiful. And I love your really stark contrast color in the background. Yeah, I love circles. I uh, my first exhibition was all circular wood panels, so it's definitely a, th- a thing. Um, I really, I think the main thing is I really like working on wood. I've discovered um, there's something about the texture when I'm I use acrylics. Um, but there's something about the texture of it that I'm really appealed, uh, really appeals to me. So I have done canvas pieces, but I don't find the enjoyment the same. There's something different about it. So I, I definitely think that's something I I gravitate towards more. Um, but yeah, I think there's something also into the fact that with the geometry, I use a lot of masking to get really clean lines. And so working on the wood is nicer in that way. So I mm. think it suits the kind of thing I do as well. Yeah. Um, quite nicely. Yeah. So um, with your small but mighty series in particular, I love the way, you know, the works are actually quite small, but then the, the birds within the works are really quite small as well. But then they've got yes. this really punchy mighty sort of color in the background which is just one one color so yeah um, yeah can you talk about how you put that together yeah I'm a real I love strong contrast so that really appeals to me I I really like yeah it, it, you're right it's a real feature I I often have a very bold dark you, you know whether it's a deep teal or like an Indian ink um background and then I often layer on the bird with, I often use gold. Gold is just a thing that I keep coming back to, perhaps in a branch. Um, there might be some little shape in gold. I just like that because I feel like, you know, for me, the bird's the star of the show. And, and that's for me is the way to make it really pop. Um, mm. And like you say, I think there is that element of being attracted to that more modern feel of work. So I do like that. It has, you know, those particular pieces have quite a simplicity, a real simplicity to it. But I think they draw your eye in. And that's what yeah. I really, you know, you know, I'm proud of with those pieces, I think, because they're kind of they're small, but they I think they make you stop. You yeah, know, they definitely do. They're beautiful. I mean they they 
they have a simplicity about them, but then they have a lot of detail about them as well. So that yeah. is that nice sort of, um, I guess it's a bit of a juxtaposition in a way that you've got quite a lot going on, but it's sort of presented in a way that has a real calmness about it in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So just kind of the yeah, I spent a lot of time detailing the feathering. Um uh and you know, I really do like to try and create the softness around the bird because I again the contrast, right? So it's the contrast mm. of the shape mm. and the colour against that softness of the, you know, the living thing on this on this on this piece. Yeah. It's just something that I, I really just enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, it's really they're very beautiful. I love them. And uh, how do you actually go about um, creating one of those paintings? So those pieces, I first step is with the wood panels, which all of those are done on, uh, actually two were on canvas, but the majority of those I did them on wood. So I will um, put a couple of layers of DAC um, over these just to seal them. So that's just to stop um, the colour leaching through or, to um you know deal with the moisture on the back as well if anything hit it um and then I will prime I will you know work with the kind of color I'm wanting to explore with and I'll often make a decision on that background color based on you know for the Piwaka Waka I use a very beautiful moss green it's like a forest green because in my mind that's where I always see one you know when I'm walking through the bush so that was very much related to his home mm. um so yeah I'll apply the background color and then just start to I I really like to use watercolor pencils to mark out my pieces and that's because I do freehand a lot of it and I do kind of um make it up as I go a lot especially in my smaller work and I'll just kind of sketch and then I'll just use a piece of kitchen towel or something with a bit of water just to take it off if it's not right. Mm, oh, that's good. And you don't yeah. uh, don't sketch the drawing and, and then paint around that. You paint across the whole piece. Yeah. Of yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do. I paint across the whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then just work the composition generally with bigger stuff or, well, generally I'll have a bit of a composition in mind. Mm. But sometimes I'll be a bit fluid and work it onto the the piece as I go. And then, yeah, once I've got that outline, I'll just start blocking in, you know, the base colours and, and then start adding layers of detail. Mm. And yeah. you have um, you have a photograph as a as reference? I very rarely have one photograph I look at. I look at a multitude of photographs. A lot of a lot of uh, photographs you find or get are um, lacking in detail in lots of places so a lot of my work I make up I make it up based on what I've seen in details and other photos so it's sometimes a bit of a mishmash of just actually studying the bird itself mm, mm. and then I get to a point where I feel like I kind of know how to you know know how a kid's feet are or know how their tail is and I'll just kind of make it work in the in the pose or position that it's in yeah so there's a bit of um working off the cuff I do need to I know that there's some wonderful groups now or wonderful artists photographers who are um you know charging a small fee to license their photos so that's probably a, a place I'll start to go down more because that would be much easier mm. um but I do think I enjoy that part in, in a way yeah. as well because I'm kind yeah. of yeah and you you definitely still capture the bird I mean it's you know it's, there's no doubt what kind of bird it is that you're that you're painting so is it really important to you to be absolutely sort of perfectly realistic and right um, or you're you're happy if it doesn't have the exact features that it might have yeah I'm I'm definitely happy for it to be a little bit of artistic license and I think most people you know I've had some people comment uh, I did my tui has been really popular but it's a lot brighter, you know. The tui on that page is not the tui you see in your tree. A tui in a tree is a lot of very quite dark, and you see mm. the iridescent colours in the light. Mm. Um, but for me, I've I've locked on to the iridescence, and I've made that, you know, the tui. Um, and I think I do that with a lot of, if you know, looking around. If I really look at things, I really do. What's the word? Probably um, exaggerate the color a little bit but I you know I like that that's kind of a part of what I how I do yeah. it yeah totally yeah. and it feels very much part of your practice you know 
Yeah. yeah. And it gives it some sort of extra charm, I guess, that feels quite like you, you know. It's a point of yeah. difference in some ways. Yeah, I think so. And I again, I love color. So for me, I, I want them to pop, you know, and 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 doing that makes it happen a bit more. Yeah, more absolutely. Dramatic. And mm. the um the sp- small but mighty birds. Um, each of those birds kind of tell a story, don't they? And, and you've chosen them for for special reasons. Can can you talk about that? Yeah. So that series came about because you know. I basically left my day job last year uh, in June. I, you know, I I went back from maternity leave. I had my daughter. I went back from maternity leave and went, this is the time. Um, I, you know, and it, it, that was the time I started to go, right, I, I can spend three days a week now creating again. And I think what had happened between those exhibitions I talked about earlier and, um, you know, then I got pregnant, had my baby, obviously mums out there know that that's a big distraction. And so um, I hadn't created as much new content for a while. I'd done paintings here and there, but my focus had been elsewhere. And when I made the decision to go out on my own, um, I wanted a small, I'd not done small. So that was the first thing. And that's actually was more of a challenge because painting small detail is harder. Mm. Um and I wanted to start exploring some other birds from around the world. So there was a few birds that had come to me in my mind and through different, you know, for example, my I was born in England. I really wanted to do a red robin. So that was something that I was like, I really want to do that. How do I kind of make it work with a combination of birds? You know, I wanted to do a piwaka waka. I wanted to do a titipunamu, which is this beautiful, tiny little bird that you find here. So it started to, these just birds came to me when I actually looked into the meaning of them. They were quite poignant at, at that time. And, you know, birds carry quite a, um, you know, you know, the spiritual thing with birds is that they kind of a messenger to other worlds, you know, mm-hmm. between worlds. And they have these meanings. And every time I had this bird that came up and I looked into it, I was fascinated by the meaning because it was very relevant to what I was going through at that point in time. Mm. So, yeah, that was you know, it would come to me and then I'd reach, look them up and I'd be like, well, that's amazing. And then I'd, I'd be like, I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to life and tell the story of it. Yeah. And then on your website, I love the way you kind of explain that story alongside the, the artwork, which just kind of gives the viewer another insight into your work. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucy, on top of all this amazing art that you make, you also have a very sort of entrepreneurial streak and um, obviously use your sort of experience that you have sort of gained from your corporate career and you are offering all these amazing things to people through your Unleash Your Art um, membership program and also yeah. on various online um, online workshops and courses and and different sort of experiences so can you tell us all about that please yes absolutely so I guess this really is um taking the stuff I loved from my corporate life and combining it with the thing I love in my art life and the thing I loved about my corporate role and you know I managed a team in the end for a number of years managed a business and a big consultancy but the thing I liked about that was really helping others grow um, and mentoring and supporting them to essentially get to where they wanted to in their careers. So that was a really a big thing I was going to miss. And so I felt that, you know, with the skills I was lucky to have learned through that career and apply to my own art business, you know, by the time I left, I, I got to the point where I had built a little side business using everything I'd, I'd known um, in those 15 years in construction. So I kind of felt, well, a lot of artists I met really struggled with that side of things, really just didn't know how to approach, you know, the first thing about making money from what they did. And I found that the mindset was a big part of it, you know, lack of confidence, um, lack of self-belief. So many talents out there who are so good, but don't believe it, you know, and don't believe it's possible. So I started offering and still do offer, you know, free trainings and we talk about anything between you know um how to price your artwork um how to plan a week to actually 
do things that would help you build a creative, you know, a creative business. Um, and I offer those once a month in a free Facebook group. So that's the Unleash Your Art community. I just finished one this morning and it was, mm-hmm. and it's brilliant. And we cover, I try and cover not just the business of doing and the making the money, but the foundational stuff around, you know, like I said, self-belief and trust in what you do. And even just being able to say and tell someone, I am an artist. Yeah. You know, just That's saying those words. Yeah, that is a big one yeah. for a lot of people, isn't it? And so that that community, do you kind of all come together and, and and then you speak to the group or is it like a, quite a sharing sort of environment or how does that work? Yeah, I encourage people to share what they're working on. It generally is a, I ask the group, I put out a variety of topics and ask what the group would like to learn about or like to, you know, have a conversation about. And so they vote and I I go with what is needed, basically. And then I go live on Facebook and it's great because everyone shares what they're going through. Um, And I think the nicest thing about it and the feedback I've had is that it makes everyone feel like they're not alone in that mm. feeling of mm. whatever they're going through. Yeah. So it's a big, it's a big part of it realizing, no, oh, I'm not the only one feeling like this. And oh, okay, there are things I can do to help myself that mm. others are sharing or I'm helping them with. So it's very fulfilling. It's really quite beautiful, the connections I've been lucky to make in that so far. Um and yeah, like you said, I launched a membership which is paid uh, on a monthly basis on the back of that. And that's for those artists who are at any particular point in their journey. They might not have ever sold anything. We've got artists who sell all the time. But we we are a community where there's a you know a live Facebook group where if anyone's stuck with anything, we put it on the community and everyone, you know, adds their experience and help. We do a monthly business content session where we delve into like a specific part of business side. Um, we do like a little marketing challenge once a month. So it's something small you can do to get yourself out there. And then I have a group coaching call. So we're all on a Zoom call. It's interactive and a couple of people can talk about what they're going through. So it's a really, mm. that's a really special space. Oh, yeah. that sounds amazing. I mean, it, that's just, yeah. it's something that could be such an incredible support for so many artists and not necessarily yeah. new artists, is it? I mean, some people have been... No making for a long time but still haven't quite got their head around the business side yeah and I think that's right like some artists are really successful you know selling in one space but perhaps they want to improve their online presence or so there's all these kind of gap you know gaps that we all have in one way or another and how to kind of help people you know fill Mm. those and get more knowledge yeah um yeah it sounds so brilliant well done you know that's that's an incredible service you're providing and do you also have that sort of one-on-one coaching aspect yeah yeah I do I do offer that I offer three and six month packages so that's basically an opportunity for anyone who kind of just wants to be able to talk about their specific space and you know place in their journey at that time and gets a bit of focus around how to, I, I think one, the one thing I come across most is overwhelm. You know, I've got all these things I want to do or need to do, but I, I'm I'm overwhelmed, so overwhelmed I can't move. Mm. And so I really help un- unlock, help, you know, these, these people unlock this stuff. And, again, it's a lot of it is combined with helping them work through some of the mental blocks. Often we're blocking ourselves because of some emotional beliefs and things that we all have and so that's yeah I, I offer that as well that's mm. great. and I imagine you'd be so good at that you know you've just got that sort of nature and that sort of rapport where you know you're an easy person to connect to and, and that really comes across with your social media work that you do and the videos that you put out and you know you're you are a person that you know people want to get to know you've got that that quality which is really nice and you you're you're just the perfect person I think to support artists in this way it's really cool oh thank you Mandy it's really that's really lovely for you to say that and I just on that I think the one thing I really try and um encourage um is that authenticity is just the key to everything right like being yourself and that's one thing I just try and do myself but also encourage others to do and just the amount of progress I've been able to see and those artists who have become brave to do that is really amazing. Mm, so, I can imagine. Yeah. And I, I bet that yeah. just brings you so much sort of joy and satisfaction, that kind of work. 
Oh, it's, it's, it, I have to say, it's, I get as much joy out of that, if not more sometimes. You know, I love painting so much, but this is, it, I, I love the helping, you know, mm. others progress factor. It's just, mm. it's so, it's so special. And do yeah. you find that you, that sort of, it helps you along your own art practice or inspires you down your own path? Definitely. Oh, I'm inspired by the ladies in this group every day. It's, and it really does make you go, they'll be talking about an exhibition that they've put themselves out for and been accepted to. And it, it, it inspires you and motivates you, you know. It's like I, I get lots from it as well. It's just mm. it's a beautiful situation. Mm. Um, and I think that's the nice thing about a community like that. There's this, you know, it, no judgment, just love and just um, sharing, which in turn motivates everyone in the group. Yeah, so, yeah, I can great. imagine. So um, yeah. as an artist yourself, have you ever sort of had that time where you've had a real creative block um, mm-hmm. or, you know, you're just sort of experiencing problems in your work and you're not sure what to do or who to go to? Do you find yeah. that yourself personally? Yeah, I was talking about this this morning actually around kind of the block or, you know, um, procrastination that seems to go on, if you will. Um, And I think I've started to realise that just starting, even if just for five minutes, is how I manage to move myself out of that space now. And that might sound strange, but I think just putting five or 10 minutes into doing something that day rather than feeling like I just can't do anything, you know, it's Mm. sometimes enough to just start to get some momentum out of it for me. Mm. Um, And whenever I start to do that again and just put brush to, to canvas or brush to wood, I just get all these ideas again and it helps me reconnect with, I, I feel like just sometimes even if you're doing intuitive painting, that's like, you know, really nothing there's no intention behind it it's just and I I did that last week for half an hour where I just got a piece of paper out and I just made shapes and marks and after that I I had like six ideas for things that came out that evening Mm. and it was I find that that's the best way it doesn't always work out like that of course but I do find that's the best way for me to get get going again yeah yeah yeah. just sort of getting back on the horse yeah, <laughs> <to> speak. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, um, do you I mean you're obviously a busy mum with a two-year-old and you've got you know different elements to your business and you're a busy artist and no doubt you do all sorts of other things as well so how do you actually mm. manage that sort of healthy life work balance yeah um that's really important for me and I've again I've realized that you know, well-being, going back to the head injury time, you know, that that has to come first for me and I really encourage those I, you know, work with to do the same because I think if energetically you can start in a space where you're present and you've got, you're thinking about the things you can be grateful for and you're positive, it really can only, it off, more often than not will step, you know, spur your day into a really good direction. Mm. So I meditate every day. Um, I try and exercise three or four times a week. Um, just get out to the beach. I'm lucky to live here in Mount Monganui where I can walk to the beach in three minutes. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I make that priority now because I used to put it too far. It was kind of like if I got round to it. Yeah. And it, that didn't help anything. And I find if I focus on that, everything else kind of flows much mm. better. Mm. Um, I'm more present with my daughter. I'm, you know, I don't try and load myself up with work and I just, I'm more focused as well. Yeah. And how do you, I mean, are you working full-time around your daughter's needs or how does that work? No, she goes to daycare three days a week. Um, we could put her in more, but I, you know, I, I want to have that time with her right now and I think that's what I love about this, what I've been able to create as well in my business. I get to choose how I do that. Mm. So I work probably about 24, 26 hours a week. Um, so I have to really be focused with that time because mm. it's not a lot. Um but yeah, it's it's important for me. I get Monday and Friday with her, and and we hang out, and I and she gets the fun with friends at daycare in the middle of the week, and I get to knuckle down. But it's a mm. nice balance. Yeah, yeah, that sounds brilliant. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's often it can be difficult for a lot of us to kind of figure that out, can't it? You know, it's it's oh, not always yeah. easy. Yeah. No. So um, let's just get on to our final 
four questions, which I'm now asking every guest. Yeah. And I'm sure we're going to have some really interesting sort of different answers from different guests. So your first question, Lucy, is um, who is your favorite artist of all time and have they influenced your work or the way you work? It's a good question. I I can't say there's anyone who's kind of my favourite of all time. I do know that in school days I had a bit of a fascination with Mondrian who obviously had the shape element of um, his work. And so I do look back at my school books and Mondrian features heavily. Mm. So I'd say him. But I'm inspired by I really can look through Pinterest or Instagram and just inspired by all sorts of artists, to be honest. I just get so many ideas from, you know, what others are doing, re- mm. you know, regularly. So, yeah. Well, there's so oh, much out there, isn't there, to there is. inspire. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, being able to find it so much more easily than in the old days is pretty good. It's totally. Yeah. yeah. So true. And um, as an artist, what would you say is your biggest challenge? Uh, biggest challenge? Biggest challenge probably is just still through all of this when I have time to work, making sure I do prioritizing, do prioritize the creation. I think sometimes when you turn your art into a business, there's a risk that that, you know, all the stuff, the, the noise around social media and um mailing lists or whatever you've got going and they're important but if you're not creating you don't have content and you're not getting the fulfillment of what you love so yeah that's probably my biggest challenge and one of my biggest focuses at the moment yeah Yeah, Yeah. I agree it is tricky and what would you say to your younger artistic self it's a great question I just say play more you know I think you 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 can end up taking it so seriously when you're at school and wanting to get the best grades in your, in your, you know, your submissions and you're trying to, I think sometimes you're trying to follow an influence of all the, you know, the people who have been really successful and you, you, you can get too influenced by that, that I mm-hmm. think. Um, and I think like anything being yourself and following that is the best possible rule of life, I think. And last question for you, why do you make what you make? Oh, because it just makes me happy. I just love, at the moment, I, you know, every time I can create something with loads of colour, um, you know, with my art, I just always imagine it in a way that I want people to stop and be, have it, it distracts them to the point where they have to stop and enjoy it. You know, that's that's when I, you know, that's how I end up creating with this kind of really big, bold um feeling of life and also just the nature element which I'm so inspired by whether it's mm. just shape or the birds there's always a nature element in it for me so yeah yeah beautiful very inspired by that and um you know for for people listening you, you can find your work on your website lucymarvel.com and um you have some originals available still from that um latest series small but mighty yes and, I do have a few left yeah yeah but they're selling very well I've noticed Yes, no, they got snapped up. The the New Zealand birds got snapped up in about twenty four hours. I think it was That's a yeah, crazy. it was it was amazing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, still still got little hummingbird and um, little blue tit. So if you're a if you're a fan of some more exotic birds, yeah, take yeah. a look for sure. And you're not doing prints of that series, are you? But you have prints available no. from other series. Yes, yes, I have a variety of limited edition prints that I don't print everything. But, yeah, I, I will be slowly adding to that collection over time. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, there's some special ones up there. And it's a great website. And also, you know, for the people who might be interested in um, joining you with your Unleash Your Art program or yes, any of the yeah. other sort of workshop opportunities, they can find that. We've got a link on the bottom of your blog post, um, but yes. also they can find that on your website. Yeah, absolutely. There's a tab on my website called Unleash Your Art and you can see everything that's on offer there and that includes the free group, but like you say, the membership is also there. That opens three times a year and it's actually opening tonight um, for, yeah, until the 4th of August it will close. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, all the details are there. Mm, That's brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lucy. I think that um, people have really enjoyed your story and I think there's so much potential for heaps of people listening for, um, you know, helping them to develop 
what they're doing if they work alongside you. You know, I think it would be a really great sort of supportive aspect to anyone's art practice. So uh, it's been great listening to what you have to offer and to meet you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Mandy. I really appreciate your uh, your time to, to speak to me. It's been amazing. Cool. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye.